Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And freetalklive.com, welcoming Toby back to the program. Normally Nick sits in here from Free Minds TV, Free Minds Radio. Uh, It's it's always nice having you here, Toby. It's always great to be here if my schedule was a little bit... A little bit more open. I would love to be here more, but it's it's good to be back. That's right. I hear that uh, your website is finally getting back up and running. Hopefully, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, it, it's been in the fritz, but it's being rebuilt. Okay, excellent. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one allows you to take control of the airwaves. We're going to start things out tonight with an email, and then we'll tell you what's going on with Guantanamo. But Mark, start us out with an email here. This email is uh, just coming from Alex, and he says, uh, you know. I know that you're somewhat of a history buff on the show, and I was wondering if you could verify something for me. Um, Lawrence Vance from LouisRockwell.com said the following to be regarding a boy who had had his leg blown off in Afghanistan. This is kind of a, an exchange that he set up between uh, Mr. Lawrence Vance and his, his father, um, and you know he just kind of wants to know, who do I think is right? And I'd like to get your take on it, Ian, and okay. anybody else who would like to call in. So, um, Lawrence Vance says, whether the boy was directly blown up by an American soldier or not is not the issue. This would not have happened if our troops had not invaded and occupied this country. Also, I think uh, your father is uh, confusing Afghanistan with Iraq, where the civil war uh, we unleashed has resulted in much Iraqi versus Iraqi violence. But again, these things would not have happened in Iraq on this scale unless we had invaded and occupied the country. Whereas his dad says something to the effect of the Afghans are being killed by their own people who support terrorism. Um, The oppression and killings would be there if we were there or not. But if we can control these groups, we can make life better for these people. We're we're sending them food, medical supplies, teaching them better farming techniques. As far as Iraq's concerned, Saddam was killing and torturing his own people, and his sons were doing it for sport. Um, Having that that part, I take umbrage with. I'm. I'm not, I've, you know, I've heard this uh, Kofi and Kofi or whatever their names were, were, were you know, terrible kids. And, and one could imagine. Well, I don't these... think they were nice people anyway. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, from the, some of the reports and articles that I've read about them, they, they weren't nice people. I wouldn't probably want to hang out with them. <laughs> I, I don't I don't honestly know because they, they talked about these rape rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the rape rooms yeah, in the yeah, news? Yeah. I haven't yet seen the photograph of the rape rooms. And I figured that that would have been something that they would have released on the news. Well, I did see some photographs from what they did to some of their their soccer players and such, or I guess their football players. They would torture torture them routinely if they were if they had a poor performance or something. And I saw pictures of their torture devices. Uh, of then again, who knows if they were real? Mm. But I, I have not seen some seen photos that. of some kind of torture apparatuses that they used to go after their their sports players if they didn't do well in a game. You can't imagine that the guys would be any good after you've tortured well, them. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> so they were a little bit crazy. <laughs> you can presume, we can presume that all that is true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't justify uh, stealing people's money to go on uh, some sort of adventure, some military adventure. Right, and so I guess the... Um, it certainly doesn't justify killing innocent people. And, and his father says that he doesn't think that the, the war was uh, in Iraq was justified the second time anyway. But... You know, like that's the thing is I don't disagree with any of the 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 statements that his dad made, except for I'm not so sure about the some of the more hyperbolic statements that were made prior to the war in Iraq. You know, the the rape rooms, the uh, the the 747 fuselage that was there used to uh, train terrorists, because you know there's no evidence that Saddam Hussein was training terrorists. Um, 
he didn't really get along with those people. He was more mm-hmm. of a, a secular guy anyway. But these, um, you know, th- these things really aren't the issue when it gets down to it. I'm, I'm sure that some of these things are true. But all you do is you go in and you support one faction or another, and then it seems like these factions, you know, they, they get the upper hold um, over the, uh, over their, the, the other group, and, and it, just, it just goes back and forth. These are all civil wars that we're getting involved with. In Iraq, there's three ethnic groups, and those three ethnic groups shouldn't be involved with each other at all, but as a legacy of colonialism, which was set up by the British, they are stuck in this country, and the U.N. won't let them break apart. Um, our relationships with uh, Turkey won't allow we, – we won't allow Iraq we? to break. We, the United Keep States of America. We. The United States of America will not allow Iraq to break up into three nations, which would probably be better off doing, mm. because that would destabilize Turkey, they, they assume. And uh, essentially with Afghanistan, it's, it's really similar, um, except there's only two, gro- two ethnic groups there, basically. And um, – you know, they they that country would probably be better off breaking up into three groups or two groups, and the fact that we get involved, the United States gets involved and it forces uh, American taxpayers to to pay for this stuff. That's where it really goes awry, um, because the the United States government doesn't know how to extricate itself from a war. It's still in when's the last time right, it did? Still in Germany, still in Japan, still in Korea. Okay, we knew how to lose in Vietnam. I mean, there's 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 not too many wars where we've gotten out. Iraq still there. I'll bet you we're going to be there. You made it about there. a minute before you went back to we. I'll, I'll, I'll bet that the, the United <laughs> States government <laughs> we're going to be paying for. Uh, I I am going to be paying for people to be in Iraq if I continue to pay taxes for two more decades. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Even if we got out, I mean, the amount of debt that it's taking. I mean, that's going to just be stacking on top on top on no, top. They're uh, not going to get out though. The right. the well, embassy there is the size of a shopping mall. Well, they're not making it temporary. <laughs> that thing's being built to stay a long time. Yeah. So the the crap Maybe that it'll Obama be the fifty first state. <laughs> that's what that's what they want. And so that's really the problem is this empire building that goes on. And if it, it was true, if it was true that we cared, the United States really cared, the United States government really cared about helping people who are killing Bobby other Cock. people um, in other countries, then there's a whole bunch of countries all across the world that they need help. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. we should be getting involved in. Plenty so of them. <laughs> that's absolute crap. We I mean, went into Afghanistan to help these people. Yeah, we went there's into a Iraq whole lot much people. worse genocide going on in other parts of the world than was going on. I mean, I'm not saying that what was going on in Iraq uh, was good. I mean, the people didn't have um, the the same freedoms as other people, especially United States citizens. It, the bad things were happening, but much worse things are happening in parts of Africa and the Congo and Darfur. There's plenty of people being hacked to death and yes. murdered. Absolutely. All over the place. So, I mean, if we're going to be justifying it by saying we're the police of the world and we're going to be coming in here and rescuing people, well, we should be uh, fighting a whole lot more wars. Uh, we should be getting involved in a whole lot more. Right. I guess I, I'm, one, I'm not, Yeah, I'm not going to be involved. In no, neither am I. But I mean, if that's what the United States is yeah. saying, that's what we're what that's what I'm, I'm fa- making the same mistake here. It's, it's hard. Right. Not it's to. all over the place. <laughs> I was watching the uh, the John Stossel show uh, recently. I'm, I'm trying to get him uh, get him booked on the show here. He's got a new program on Fox Business Network. It's going to be a weekly hour long show where he'll just do whatever it is he wants to do. Uh, unlike in ABC land where he kind of just was able to get some of his topics through, but others not so much. So I guess they're giving him more leeway. But just the whole program was packed full of collectivist speak, and it was just I just thought, ah, oh, if I can get John Stossel on the show, that's something worth I think bringing up. 
well, I mean, I think that you uh, you you make such a big deal about it, but the, it the fact deal. is, most people view the United States of America as a we situation. Yeah, and it's a big deal to me because it's but to not we extent it is if you're paying taxes for it. It's your dollars. You're funding these operations unless you've quit paying federal taxes. It's well, still paying <laughs> Okay, but, right, but for I me, because I've got still, a family. There, it's coming but, out of my paycheck every week. <laughs> but you're still, you're just a victim. It doesn't mean that you are, uh, that you're going along with it. When you say we went into Afghanistan and we are going to get out and we are doing this and we're going to do that, I'm, I'm drugged along as an that. unwilling participant. You're not participating in it. You're being. That's that would be like me saying, oh well, that uh, that bicycle thief just stole my bicycle. We need to get. Uh, we should give it back to me or something like that. I'm not using a very good an- analogy here, but like you had something stolen from you, that doesn't mean that you identify with the thief. That doesn't mean that you're part of his gang. Uh, all of a sudden, that doesn't mean that you're responsible for what the thief does with your money. It doesn't mean that at all. You were you were extracted at the threat of violence. You're a victim. I mean, you could stop paying, but well, you're not because you're scared I've of what they might do. I've got a small voice because of the fact that they steal my money, um, and the idea is is that we. I I have a, a voice in this government, so while I'm addressing That's the government... That's a nice idea. That'd be like the gang telling you that you have a voice in their, in you their organization. You have a voice. You have a small voice. You're able to vote. Might not mean much. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean doesn't much. Mean not much at all. Really you, can, you can pick between the two ruthless murdering dons right, that they, so you that don't they put in front of you. Right, so you don't have a voice at all. It's an illusion that you have any sort of say in what goes on. So why embody yourself into their gang? I you are not to, part to of their gang. I want stop killing people. That's why. And and and, uh, and falling prey to collectivism is somehow going to help that? Please. More coming up. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Features including the Shrine of Female Listeners. There are dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo and or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. You can see them and become a Shriner if you want. If you're a lady listener, that's all that is uh, required. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Well, that you be a lady and that you give us a validated photo or video. Details at shrine.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime right here in New Hampshire with not dozens, hundreds at this point, of other liberty-minded activists, and soon to be thousands. There are over 9,800 people that are participants in the Free State Project. A number of them have been early, become early movers, as Mark and myself have done. Toby, you're a New Hampshire native. And so it's pretty cool from your perspective, right? I mean, having lived here your whole life and now having you know, reinforcements coming in. Oh, it's in. great. I mean, it really is something else. And I think that the, the big part of the Free State Project, I mean, is it's, 
it's not only bringing in these reinforcements, but it's lighting the fire under people like myself. It was if it wasn't for the Free State Project, I'd probably still be all angry at the two political parties mm. and not really knowing where to go. Because I mean, it's it's not taught in government school. You got to pretty much stumble across uh, the message of liberty somewhere else. And so it was true. It was listening to Free Talk Live that originally brought me into it and. Thus, I've turned on other people to it as well. So it's starting to get that snowball effect of new movers moving in, waking up New Hampshire natives, turning other pe- new people onto the message of freedom and liberty. So it, it really is doing a lot. And I think I, so. And that's only right now, before yeah. it's even started, just early movers. <laughs> right, right. It's only been uh, since 2003 when New Hampshire was chosen. And so there have been, at first there was a trickle of people coming in in the first year or two, and then a little more, and then a little more, and then year after year it just keeps increasing. And uh, so come on out here. Go to freestateproject.org. You can find out about the Liberty Forum, which is a great opportunity to come up here and meet some of these hundreds of them, of uh, the uh, the Liberty Activists, of which we speak. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more. As we continue, uh, we'll take your calls here. Go to Frank in New York. You can bring up anything. Frank, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, guys. I uh, heard the uh, discussion. I wanted to raise a few points. Okay. The first being that, uh, you know, the United States and Israel supported Saddam Hussein when he was number two in the Ba'ath Party from 1957 on, and they viewed his regime as a stable Arabic regime in the Middle East. It was good for the United States and the oil business as well as for the security of Israel. There's that uh, uh, famous photo of Saddam Hussein shaking hands with Donald Rumsfeld from yes. 1980 or something. Yes, like that. and there are also uh, photographs of other heads of state, Henry, well, Henry Kissinger, other presidents and world leaders and presidents of oil companies, Mobil, uh, etc., you know, in the same uh, situation with the photograph. And also I wanted to say, too, that, uh, again, the U.S. aided uh, Saddam and his uh, military, not only with providing him uh, with weapons that the oil revenues of Iraq purchased from the United States and Western Europe, but uh, again, he was really considered our, uh, you know, our representative in the uh, Arabic world, in a sense. Now, I wanted to also state that uh, the death of Usay in Kusay, Saddam's son, you remember that at one of the palaces after the United States bombed the palaces, uh, immediately the images that were shown uh, via the CIA and its uh, uh, Kurdish operatives was the shrine of pornography. Every regime that the United States stabilized, destabilizes with the CIA and covert means. When it comes time for the photo opportunity with the world press, there's always a degenerate altar of pornography. Uh, we saw this in Guatemala. We saw this in, in Chile. Alter? We saw this. We saw this elsewhere. Uh, and also, whoa, if you whoa, remember, whoa, 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 whoa. Frank, 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 go ahead. There's a, a, a de- did you say a degenerate altar of pornography? Oh yes, in the literal sense. Yes, of you'll remember that that supposedly the uh, Saddam's sons had pictures of the Bush girls uh, with their heads superimposed on nude models, all sorts of That's perverse to me. Uh, yeah, uh, perverse images in things that uh, I remember seeing the photographs, and this was a big photo opportunity hmm. that the Bush administration used to show how degenerate you know, Saddam and his uh, bath party were uh, to Iraq. But also, if you go back to Colin Powell's memoirs, he states that he, that he as Secretary of State, he spoke to Bush and Rumsfeld and the, uh, uh, the uh, what do we call them, the neocons, 
with the strategy for destabilizing Iraq, stating that if you, if you b- broke it, if you break it, you bought it, meaning that if the United States goes in and ruins the country, it's going to be responsible for reparations and also repairing it. And uh, we know that uh, that's an actual statement that's been recorded. And uh, uh, so, so there were people that knew international law, what would happen if you violate the territorial sovereignty of a nation. And also, the United States is responsible for the violation of Iraq's territorial sovereignty and the willful, willful destruction of the uh, infrastructure of the country and the civilian population. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize right now, as of December 1st, Iraq is the most productive oil producer in the Middle East, with Iran being number two and Saudi Arabia being three. So in a sense, I think the reason why we went over was to A, destabilize Saddam, and B, uh, take the oil, uh, move the third pipeline that was under construction from uh, <clears throat> the Persian Gulf to Haifa, Israel. No, it makes, and it that makes actually the most occurred. Sense. So in a sense, yeah. I think it, the comments that uh, the father of the gentleman that sent you the email sort of leads me to believe that maybe he's a, uh, a CIA bottom feeder, an older man who worked for the CIA, because he just seems to believe whatever propaganda in the face of well, news I don't know. and knowledge I don't know. that we find out about what's actually happening. And well, I think that... I think most Americans believe, uh, a lot of Americans at least, I don't know if most, but a lot of Americans believe the propaganda. I don't know if that makes them connected no, to it the does. CIA. It does, but it's kind of funny because the Illuminati, uh, when they meet or I should say when we meet, people laugh about this, and it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, just think of Bush's father. Uh, in 1990, uh, President Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush, uh, telling Congress and having the uh, niece of the Kuwaiti ambassador, al-Sabah, testify to Congress that they're banetting babies in incubators. Oh, yeah. The Iraqis in Kuwait. And which that and we was know a lie. that was all a lie. Yeah, and a Father lie. Bush said that on his news, on, on the world news, you know, saying that. But, and he couldn't even get the lie out without stumbling on it. So this is what I'm saying. It's time for the American people to do some homework and read what's going on. You're not going to find out what's going on. I don't know if they the can read. Times. That's the problem. They may have trouble reading. Right, and you know, thinking is hard. It it hurts when you start doing it, but after a while it becomes very pleasurable. (laughs) Like many things, it's an acquired day. Frank, was Saddam Hussein part of the Illuminati? No, actually he wasn't. (laughs) Thank you for the call tonight, Frank. Appreciate hearing from you. He's got the roster he knows. Right, he has coffee with him. And stuff. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number. Talking about drinking cognac with him. 800-259-9231. They don't drink blood? I thought that's what... No? You don't do that? Is that 20, Ian's joke for the week? I don't know. More Great. coming up. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com, and you can edit virtually anything you see there, wiki.freetalklive.com. The Toda Sack. 
Toby, have you seen one of these toto sacks yet? I don't know what a toto sack is. I am going to tell you. It is a, a little handle, and I'll show you one during the break. But it's a little, it's a little handle. It's it's black, and it's made with 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. And it's got a little hook in it, and you can put grocery bags. Honestly, you can carry all kinds of things with it, but mainly it's designed for grocery bags. That way, you don't have to make several trips from the car. You know, carry a bunch of stuff in. I prefer to carry them into the grocery store, so I don't even have to, to try to drive the cart to the, the cart corral or anything like that. But um, if you can go get a, a two-pack or a family pack today at Totasac, that's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com, they make carrying a heck of a lot easier. And you'd be surprised how much more you can carry with a Totasac. It's Totasac, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. It's a good so, product. Uh, I like the idea. I don't know what this is, but I hate making lots of trips. Yeah, I always try to. I always try to load up and always end up dropping a few bags on the way in because I'm not going to make that extra trip to the parking lot. (laughs) If I can try to do it, I'm going to try to do it. If there's a possibility, I'm on. That's how I do it. This makes it easy. Yeah. Uh, Totasac.com. All right, we keep uh, going here. You'll, we'll take your calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Since we started the show out with kind of international issue and the war in Iraq slash Afghanistan, well, let's continue that path here as the ACLU has put out a press release in regards to the announcement apparently that came out today that the Obama administration announced it will purchase the Thompson Correctional Center in Illinois for the purpose of holding some of the detainees currently remaining at Guantanamo. Did you guys catch wind of this? Though, uh, though the administration is leaving unsaid which, uh, which detainees will be moved there and for what purposes, the information it's provided indicates that some detainees might be held for military commission proceedings. That means uh, secret Star Chamber trial. In Illinois, while others might be held at Thompson indefinitely without charge or trial. So they're going to move people from Guantanamo to Illinois and still not charge them. So this is so much better. It's so good we finally shut down Guantanamo because this is what was expected. I mean, is this (laughs) what people expected when they said they wanted Guantanamo shut down? Is this what... Yeah, just move them to a different Change. place and do the exact same thing. Change I can't hope. imagine that they can move somebody, that somebody can be housed in, on American soil um, as, you know, they're not a prisoner of war. We have not declared, the United States government has not declared war on anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, therefore, they're not a prisoner of war. I don't think that you can hold them here. Oh, well, legally. they can. They can, and they are. Well, I mean, the ACLU is similarly shocked as you are, Mark. But uh, let's see what they have to say. They say the administration has stated that any detainees at Guantanamo who continue to be held and for whom no prosecution is planned, eh, we're just going to hang on to you. Yeah, well, maybe we'll prosecute you. Maybe not. Well, enjoy your stay. What they're yeah, what they're doing is um, they're waiting until they're forced to couple couple few years down the line. By the, the ACLU, courts, right? By the courts, the ACLU brings brings some charges, and the courts are force the government to move, and then they're you know that much farther along. At that point, Obama doesn't have to worry about it because I don't think he's going to make the second term. That's just a prediction. If he does, he can deal it and deal with it in the second term. No big deal. Yeah, once he's elected twice, it wouldn't matter. Sure, <laughs> it's a win-win for him. even if the Democrats that are outraged and and you know people that are outraged by this behavior aren't going to not vote for him based on it. The ones that are right. going to vote for him aren't going to not vote for him based on this. They're certainly so, not going to vote for the Republican. Right. That's that's the the the, the sick, twisted aspect of our system. Right. George Bush was a terrible Republican. 
awful. The bailout was his idea. Um, you know, the, the idea of giving, taking poor people's money from across the nation and giving it to a bunch of rich people for this bailout, this banker bailout, that was his idea. Terrible, terrible Republican. And Barack However, Obama is George Bush. All the Republicans voted for uh, voted for George Bush because that's they, they, it was that or oh my God or not excuse me they didn't vote for George Bush they voted for uh, McCain because well the, oh my God it could be Barack Obama right. and and what do we get the same thing and as you said it is the same thing except he's paying lip speak to change paying right. lip speak to everything else he's still going to tout the line of I shut down Guantanamo because that's what the American people said they wanted right yeah so he still gets to say he shut down Guantanamo yeah I opened up in a couple of other secret prisons right. that does the exact same thing but in his speeches and, and his campaigning and yep. in the public perception a lot of people believe well he did shut down guantanamo right and even though george uh, w bush presided over a tremendous increase in the welfare system in that there was that prescription drug thing for uh, mm-hmm. for the elderly that went through which was a tremendous boondoggle under his administration uh, obama will also get to claim some sort of success with health care i mean it looks like eventually something's going to get rammed yeah. through they're gonna ram something through and so he'll be able to tout that as yeah. oh, i said i'd do something about health care and i did it and so the the democrats even though many of them will be aware as many of them have been i mean people even michael moore and uh Who's the chick on MSNBC? Uh, Rachel Maddow. Uh, even a couple, even some of the bigger named uh, personalities in the Democratic side of things have come out and chastised Obama for his warmongering and, and that sort of thing. Uh, they'll still stand by him if he runs again because, sure. hey, he's got a D by his name. So he's got to be and better. And what's than... the alternative for them? I mean, well, the, sure. the whole cognitive dissonance. I mean, you can't. In their in their line of thinking, if they're going against him in all of this, well, then where do I stand? I mean, they're, they're Democrats or Republicans, and those are the two options. You, right. can, you can't have anything else. So either we're with him or where do we go then? Oh, we got to be with him. The and there's no, there's no other option. The military-industrial complex is so deeply seated in Washington, D.C. that I don't think being entirely anti, I don't, anti-war, I don't think you could get elected. If you were a, a peacenik candidate... I don't think you could get get elected in the United States. So uh, the story continues from the ACLU that the the statement from the administration, again, is that there are certain detainees who are going to be held indefinitely. There's no prosecution plan. They'll be held under authority granted by Congress in 2001 under the authorization for use of military force force as informed by the law of war. Now, as the ACLU says, however, the so-called war on terrorism isn't a traditional war having no temporal or geographical boundaries. The following that use of force, I believe, was in Afghanistan. So if any of these people were taken outside of Afghanistan, I, I think they still got a, a legal problem. Well, I hope you're right, but that doesn't mean it's going to stop them from doing what they're doing. And of course, the judges tend to side in favor of the feds more often than they side in favor of freedom. Uh, so the ACLU commented uh, as follows. The creation of a Gitmo North in Illinois is hardly a meaningful step forward. Shutting down Guantanamo will be nothing more than a symbolic gesture if we continue its lawless policies onshore. Alarmingly, all indications are that the administration plans to continue its predecessor's policy of indefinite detention without charge or trial for some detainees with only a change of location. Such a policy is completely at odds with our democratic commitment to due process and human rights, whether it's occurring in Cuba or in Illinois. The, the whole idea of saying in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the, the, and by the way, today is Bill of Rights Day, for anyone who cares, uh, the, the whole idea of having those Bill of Rights was that 
human beings have rights, not just people that were born within a, a certain geographic boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't deprive somebody of their life, liberty, and uh, ability to own property simply because they're uh, you know a foreigner, even if they're on the on this land. But that's the perspective of the federal government. Right. That's that's old timey Roman citizenship kind of citizenship, and it is disgusting to me. The the fact is, the people's rights are inalienable. They were given to them by God, as as according to the the Declaration of Independence, and I I don't entirely disagree with that. Um, so the idea that they treat people like this to me, satanic. In fact, while the Obama administration inherited the Guantanamo debacle, this current move is its own affirmative adoption of those same policies. It's unimaginable that the Obama administration, this is them being shocked, right? It's unimaginable, alarmingly, these words they're using to say that, boy, we thought this guy would be different. Uh, that, that the Obama administration is using the same justification as the Bush administration used to undercut centuries of legal jurisprudence and the principle of innocent until proven guilty and the right to confront one's accusers. All out the window. Military tribunal, you don't get any of that stuff. Right. They, don't, they just don't declare war anymore, you know? All right, there's more, there's more, though, uh, to their statement. And, uh, of course, we'll share whatever you call in about at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you are welcome to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to benefit Free Talk Live. It's the same great Amazon, same great prices, free Super Saver shipping deals, used items, dozens of categories. It's all the same. It's just when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, they just kind of uh, set a little cookie to remember uh, that you came through our link and we get a percentage of your purchase. So get your shopping done for the holiday season or just get the stuff that you need or want for yourself at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Dot com. As we continue here, the story is from the ACLU, and they are upset. Boy, are they shocked at this Obama character. They thought that he was going to be different. They thought that he was uh, in favor of change, that he was going to do something significantly different uh, from the uh, Bush administration. But turns well, out... he said he would. He said he would. He, did. he And when he change. shut down Guantanamo, he said that the only people who would be being kept would um they're gathering up paperwork to have the trials and and that's what i remember coming out when he when he the reason they couldn't release everyone or have trials for everyone right away is because there were some lost papers and such that the bush administration had lost and this is what the obama administration said and that's the reason it was going to take a while to get some of the trials in order but he guaranteed us that all the trials would eventually happen Hmm. until the american people wait a few months and start to forget memories get foggy and then this comes out. Well, he is changing. I mean, he's changing locations. They're moving the Guantanamo from Guantanamo to Illinois. And that's what this is about. The ACLU responding to this, uh, essentially expressing shock that this could be going on in the so-called land of the free where we have this justice system and these supposed Bill of Rights. 
He says, uh, this is the ACLU's, I think, executive director. Yeah. He says, uh, it's also greatly disturbing the administration will continue the use of military commissions, which are no more acceptable in Illinois or any other U.S. state than in Guantanamo. Despite some improvements, the commissions still fall far, uh, far short of the legal standards necessary to comply with constitutional and international standards, allowing, for example, the use of coerced and hearsay evidence that would not be allowed in federal court. The proceedings will achieve... Neither reliable justice nor a restoration of America's credibility around the world. So hearsay is uh, apparently going to be completely... Wow. Someone said that he did something bad. That's hearsay, right? When someone says that something happened, that's hearsay. Not someone who's the first source, not the, the actual witness to what it was that happened, but someone told me that something happened, that's hearsay. And that's going to be acceptable in the, uh, the military, military commissions. Not that anyone will know, because you actually won't be able to view the trials, considering they're completely closed uh, military tribunals. So no one will really know if hearsay was brought up, but... There you have it. Right. The disturbing way that many of the people that, that were housed in uh, Gitmo at one point or another were sort of rounded up is by a bounty being put out. Here's a bounty for anybody who's a bad terrorist Al-Qaeda Taliban guy. Yeah. And oh, we got them here. Boy, look at all these guys we've rounded up. And then a bunch if of bad guys. You, Let me you're tell one you. of these warlords or you work, you, you work for one of these warlords. They're like, hey, there's some money to be had from the U.S. government. Go find some people that we don't like and round right. them up. And Who owes us money? We'll say, you know? we'll say they're bad. And that's really disturbing. And, you know, so, so I, at that point you've got the, these witnesses, these people who have get deposed themselves when turning in these people by saying, wow, these guys are bad. They're Al-Qaeda terrorist people. And then, <laughs> right. And so the United States citizens have to house these people for five years or something like that likely they are so embittered at this point that they are really truly a danger to let go i mean i would think at that point at this point that these people that have been housed really are a danger the ones that weren't a danger that they got in the first place because to me i'm sure that there were some dangerous bad men amongst these uh these guys on gitmo i wouldn't i wouldn't claim you're not that sure was, you just imagine that i imagine it's true Right. Well, at this point, they're they probably can't miss every time. Right? They're probably severely broken, if not very mad. I mean, you, you're put in a cage for that long, and we're not talking about a normal jail cell. That's bad enough. Yeah. This is torture, torture, uh, deprivation, deprivation um, some horrible things happening to these people. If they're not real mad and ready for vengeance, they're completely broken. They're as ready human for beings. suicide bombing. Right. I mean, at this point, well, they're I, ready to kill themselves uh, just out and out. I mean, they're might being as well tortured. take some infidels with them. I, yeah. And at this point, can you blame them? I mean, if that I, happened I to you, how would you feel? Separated from your family, for, insane, likely. Right? I mean, and we're talking more than five years. It's it's almost been ten years since some of these people have been rounded up, and, and we're saying, well, we can't find uh, the the proper paperwork to go through with a trial on these because, as you said, they're rounded up in these. They don't have paperwork. Ways. There's no, no paperwork because, these, in a lot of cases, there may have been no crime. Right. They're so these these are soldiers, not police officers. They didn't collect evidence. They didn't depose witnesses. Yep. They have some paperwork, perhaps, but you know, it's it's not paperwork in the sense that. You know, law enforcement officers right. make the paperwork. So, you know, these these people haven't been charged and they haven't been even brought through the system to be brought up in the the, the United States's legal system. So it's this is a, a gigantic mess that was put together by the, the poor, poor use of the United States military here. If you were going to send them in, declare war on Afghanistan, make these guys POWs, and then there then there would be a clear 
path. But you can't just not declare war and then call people POWs that you got from, uh, you know, God knows where. Well, they can, and they are. Uh, the administration, according to the ACLU, must also make very clear what category of detainee will be transferred to Thompson in the future and what kind of prison conditions will apply. So maybe they're not even going to shut down Guantanamo anytime soon. It sounds like they're only transferring some uh, prisoners to Illinois. To, uh, detainees not charged with a crime should not be subject to putative, uh, punitive rather conditions meant for sentenced prisoners who have been found guilty in a court of law, and all conditions must comply with the Geneva Conventions. Well, that's what the ACLU wants. Whether or not that actually will happen is another question. The administration will no doubt be looking to Congress for legislative buy-in for this facility as both branches work together. We strongly urge lawmakers to legislate responsibly and not set any policies or precedents for indefinite detention on U.S. soil or create any violation of the Geneva Conventions, which you can expect they will do because they don't have any liability. What, what, what will it matter to Congress Absolutely. if Congress decides to go ahead and authorize this and say, okay, yep, that looks good. Oh, yeah, let's buy this place and move all these people over right. there. No problem. If Congress uh, legislated torture for these guys, like real live torture, I'm not talking yeah. about you know, waterboarding or anything like that. I'm talking about medieval torture, the, 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 the real good stuff. If yeah. they authorize that, there would be no liability, these 435 drunken sailors in Washington, D.C., because that's the way our crummy system was set up. That is the failure of the Constitution of the United States of America. It did not hold these people accountable. As far as I'm concerned, if you violate the Constitution, and that includes the Bill of Rights here on Bill of Rights Day, you should face penalties far worse than a murderer or a torturer would who just does it on their own. But that would require you to be held responsible by someone because the Constitution right. itself isn't going to jump up and do it. Governments have never been, uh, no. you know, these, these, these coercive nation-state governments have never been held to standards well, like that right. because they are the ones in control and you aren't. And they're never going to be. Right. The employees. There needs to be a move away from this kind of, of, of system. I agree completely, and but how that's going to happen at the federal level, I don't think is possible. I mean, the, no. we just have to wait for it to crumble and 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 come to pieces, and then forget about it, and then hopefully set up something different on a more uh, local level. I, for one, would prefer a voluntary society, but I'd take 50 states over the federal government. I think that would be a dramatic improvement. Uh, the, the Obama's administration announced announcement today rather contradicts everything the president has said about the need for America to return to leading with its values. American values do not contemplate disregarding our Constitution and skirting the criminal justice system. After detaining hundreds of individuals without the basic due process rights that define the justice system for almost eight years, it's time to charge suspects where evidence exists and repatriate and transfer the rest to countries where they won't be tortured. From the ACLU. At 800-259-9231. What is, I'm just curious, what do the conservatives think about all this? I mean, I don't listen it's to the It's going to be very, very tough uh, because yeah. essentially the war was started by Bush and being uh, increased by Obama, they I think they just kind of keep their mouths shut on it. As, as Every time I've brought it up, it's just kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I've ever been able to get out of anybody. So who they're I, not I cheering them be... on, like, yeah, go, get, get oh, them. Oh, anything that's bad for Obama is bad, uh, is, is good for people that consider themselves to be conservatives. They, they know that they'll be best served when the uh, Republican gets back in. Uh, the, everything will be right with the nation at that point. But... That's the beauty of go team. You don't really need to have a real value set. You just need to have the right color or the right letter next yep. to you. It's true. And it really doesn't matter 
what your so-called leaders are saying because right. it's go team no matter what. Uh, players may be traded around, values may be shifted, foundations uh, may completely switch sides, but it's the same team, right? I'm still I'm still rooting for the Republicans or I'm still rooting yep. for the Democrats. I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan. Doesn't matter how many times the players get traded around, I'm still a Red Sox fan. <laughs> Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You are invited to bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour number two is on the way. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll go right into your phone calls here and start things out with Fraker, I believe. Ooh, no, we're not. He dropped off the line. Uh, so the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Uh, here's an interesting little story about the the poor bastards in the newspaper business. I mean, they are just having a tough, tough time. Uh, it's uh, The subscription rates are, are down. People are just not buying. I mean, they are down across the industry. Just significantly, millions fewer newspapers are being sold today than uh, than decades ago. It's just it's a dying uh, it's a dying business. And of course, the federal government was recently looking into uh, what to do about this. My God, we can't lose the newspaper business because they're well, they're so allegiant. They have such an allegiance to the state. Uh, so we need to do whatever we can to keep them around. But it looks like there is uh, at least one paper that is trying something a little bit different, and I, I think they should be applauded for this. Uh, it's the Miami Herald, and according to NBC in Miami, the this holiday season you have several options of where to donate your money. The Salvation Army, Toys for Tots, Soup Kitchens, but have you considered the Miami Herald? It's not quite a charity case yet, but the paper of record in the Magic City is now accepting handouts if you have any spare change. Starting today... Users of the Herald's Web Edition can make donations to the paper on each story. A link at the bottom of each story directs users to support ongoing news coverage on MiamiHerald.com. Through the link, you can pay any amount you'd like with a credit card, uh, and the suggested donation is uh, going toward a good cause. If you value the Miami Herald's local news reporting and investigations but prefer the convenience of the Internet, please consider a voluntary payment for the web news that matters to you. The donation page reads, With cutbacks, layoffs, and weak revenues, the Herald is looking for money from its online content any way it can get it. 
having already cut 175 jobs earlier this year. That's huge. Uh, The Herald announced it would be cutting 24 more just in time for the holidays. Gosh. Yeah, paying for online content is nothing new, of course. The New York Times flirted with it and then uh, backed off, and Rupert Murdoch promises to make the content of his online newspapers pay sites. That's been the discussion uh, from certain web uh, content providers out there. As they point out, not all of them are moving forward with it. They've just been kind of talking about how great it would be. It sure would be great if we could get absolutely everybody in the industry to start charging for their websites. Then someone might actually pay for it. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that I, I like what the Miami Herald's doing here. I do, too. When you look at something like Wikipedia, uh, to me, is a very valuable resource on the Internet. I know a yeah, lot of I people... gave them some money this year for the first time. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, people, I haven't done that, but I tell you, I feel bad every time I see it because mm. I know I use that service. And you, I, you can't afford it. I find it, uh, but not right now, I can't. Yeah. Um, I, I find it valuable, and that's, uh, you know, that's, it, I'd love to uh, give them some money, and I think that uh, that Miami Herald will probably find some people that are willing to do that. I, 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 I hope so. it works for them. If they make it easy. I think that's a, a huge piece in this. I mean, if you're having to go there and enter in all your credit card information and your billing address and stuff, it could be pretty difficult. But if they set it up easy, I mean, a lot of people use PayPal or Google Checkout right. or something like that. If they set it up in a way that makes it convenient for me to donate a dollar... Of course, I'm gonna. I, eventually, I'll, uh, I'm on there. I'm going to do it if it's a news source that I I, I frequent a lot. But that's maybe it's because I'm the younger generation, and that's the way I see things. If I'm absorbing free content, I think that eventually I'm going to be paying something for it. Well, I, I would mean, expect that. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a younger generation thing. I think don't don't most people realize that what they're looking at on a a website somebody had to put online, and so therefore, if nobody buys an ad or if nobody's paying for the the web edition, then the, the, those folks are going to go out of business someday. So if you don't yeah. if, so, if you don't pony up, then uh, they may not put. Well, that I think a lot of people again. think that the ads will cover all of it, and if you're a smaller newspaper, they're not doing much at all. I mean, you need a, to have no. a, a whole lot of traffic in order to get any kind of ad revenue out of a web page. We're yeah. talking thousands, millions of hits every <laughs> all web, the time. Web but ads. Free Talk Live has huge traffic on its website, and uh, it, it's huge. I don't know. Well, it's it's a lot. Uh, it, it, you know, people people you go show up wow in the when I tell it to them. I mean, <laughs> we're um, on the top 200,000 sites on the internet or, or roundabouts. So I mean, we fluctuated from like 130,000 up to 215,000. So we're in there somewhere. And it when changes we, constantly. When we roll out the new website, we're really going to have um, have a bunch. But you know, it, it it's people pay for our banners, but it's not like that. You know, the amount that we get in for banners. That's I, not going to pay a, sa- a staff to oh, no write articles. <laughs> it's not going to pay a part-time guy to come in once a week. No, <laughs> so Pretty much. I, I think that there's some people who actually think that the web, the web banners, the Google ads are actually making money versus I've always done podcasts. So I always know that a lot of the podcasts that I'm listening to, actually all of them, it's on a voluntary basis. And so if I want to give them money, that's something they've told me from the very beginning. And so I'm used to that. I, I listen to podcasts. I download them. I enjoy the content. So I throw them a few bucks every right. now and then, and that's our business model. And it's well, part it's a portion of our business model. I mean, we we get revenue from different sources, but one of them is the Free Talk Live AMP program, which is essentially the same thing that the uh, the Herald is doing. 
uh, wherein we put our content on our website at freetalklive.com, and you can download it for free. And we just ask you to to uh, to pony up three bucks a month, and over 500 of our listeners have done that. And when you look at the statistics, uh, what are we getting like 3,000 downloads a show on average, something like that, Mark? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, a sixth of our listeners that have uh, decided to mm-hmm. become. Free Talk Live amplifiers, if you want to look at it that way. And, I mean, those are rough numbers. Obviously, it's not the same 3,000 people that download every single show. But uh, generally, one-sixth of your listenership online, I think more, that's pretty good conversion. I, I, I'd say you're, you're being very optimistic with your numbers. I'd say we have more than more like eight to 10,000 uh, listeners in a given month, and we get 3,000 uh, 3, downloads per show. Some people listen to every show. Some A lot of people don't. A lot of people cherry pick. Even, out of, even, even, if it even was 10, so, 000, it's it would great. Be it doesn't matter because it's working. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't, the sixth number, 10th, 12th, it doesn't matter because we get in, what, $4,000 a month that we specifically use to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk right. Live. We wouldn't otherwise be you know, sending that, spending that money on that, that kind of stuff. It's, it would be hard if you and I were, were taking that $4,000 a month and that was going into paychecks that we would then have to decide, okay, you're going to cut out $2,000 out of your paycheck and I'm going to cut $2,000 out of my paycheck and we're going to spend it on advertising right, this it's, month. It's not Whoa, enough. Whoa, that's not going to happen. It's not enough to uh, operate the entire show as far as getting your mortgage paid or whatever. And all of no. the costs covered, but it helps. And similarly, I don't think the Miami Herald is going to get enough coming in to cover probably an entire department of their newspaper, but it's going to be something that they can add to uh, mm-hmm. to their bottom line, and, and that's important. And so. I think it also uh, gives a certain amount of loyalty. If you're giving money to something, you almost feel like you're a you're part of it. In. You're buying into point. it. You're you're buying into the stock here. So if even if you're only giving a dollar uh, or two a week, uh, you're you're probably going to be more likely to frequent that site if you did buy into it, and more likely to see the advertisements. Therefore, mm-hmm. because I mean, the Herald's going to be relying on se- selling ads and this new voluntary contribution program. They're probably going to still be selling. You know, obviously they still have subscriptions as well. But you know, good for them. Good for them for experimenting with that. I think that, it, that some people are making fun of them for it, but whatever. If it keeps them in business, then it, then it worked. Who's who's making fun? I mean, other, I'm other looking at the article here. The uh, the article uh, they've they've got this little rating system where you can vote: Are you laughing, sad, intrigued, bored, furious, or thrilled? And so you can, as a reader of this article, you can uh, vote. And 49% are laughing. So the majority of the people that are looking at this article are laughing about that. Well, I uh, think it's it's good for them. I a think lot of people, um, I for one, kind of have this disdain for newspapers in general because newspapers have held the lion's share of ad revenue for a very long time. And pe- some people don't like it because newspapers are entrenched and they consider them to be liberal politics. You know, like lots of reasons they don't like newspapers. Yeah. Newspapers have basically their bread and butter is death, destruction, bad news, and a lot of people don't like that. I, for one, do not. So, you know, that that's, I think, a lot of reasons why <laughs> they're doing bad. But I'm not going to treat somebody that way that's, uh, you know, that's trying something new, even if I don't like their rep- reporting in particular. And, yeah. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And you can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site are free, so... Enjoy those on us, including our chat room. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. And best time is during the show, of course. Head over to chat.freetalklive.com. That is chat.freetalklive.com. And check out the Low Country Liberty Report. He's a Ridleyographer from Savannah, Georgia, that focuses on pro-freedom issues from around the country. Liberty-oriented reports for liberty-minded folk. And he doesn't pretend to be unbiased in his reporting. does try to add some humor to every report. Find his videos at lclreport.com. And uh, that's lclreport.com. We continue here. Toby, you've got something you wanted to share from overseas, uh, the U.K. What's happening over there? Yeah, this is coming from the Daily Mail, where a 12-year-old schoolboy has been suspended for dealing crisps. Yes, a schoolboy <laughs> has been suspended for crisp dealing at a school which has banned crisp. fatty drinks and snacks. Yes, this is the UK. Is potato British, chips? That's yeah, a potato chip, British yes. Term. Exactly. Like, like uh, what they, co- they call uh, biscuits. Co- the cookies are biscuits over there. I see. Yeah. 12-year-old. Strange folk. <laughs> Very. And uh, especially getting into this article, 12-year-old <laughs> Joel Bradley was caught allegedly selling a packet of discos at a, at a markup price of 50p. I guess. I don't know. Pence? Pence? I guess. Well, I yeah. don't know what that converts to, but he was marking up the potato chips. I can only assume <laughs> that there's a hundred pence and a pound, and uh, and therefore that um, you know it's it's probably about the the same conversion rate. I think it's one point seven five or something like that for uh, for cents. So you know. You know so he's know. like a fifty to hundred percent markup on the chips. Seventy five eighty cents. Uh, he was suspended from Liverpool's Cardinal um, Heenan High School because. It was the second time he had been caught. His, oh, damn it. <laughs> no, he's a multiple and, offender here. Well, you know, once they get you once, when you're dealer, uh, they always go after you well, again. Well, then they're watching you. Yeah, exactly. His father, Joe, said the boy had been victimized for an uh, enterprise which could earn him as much as 15 pounds a day. That's a significant profit. Especially when you're going to school. I mean, yeah, when you're just a... 12-year-old kid, 15 right. pounds, that's a uh, that's close to, what, 25, 30 bucks convert? I don't know. About that? for That's a profit. Yeah. That's, that's quite a bit, just from selling illegal chips. Uh, Mr. Bradley from Liverpool's Norris Green District, uh, um, too, the boy's father, admitted that he had once been caught selling canned drinks, chocolate bars, and uh, chips from a van parked off the school property. But close Wait, who to is this, the school. The dad? Yeah, the dad. So <laughs> I guess the dad's the one who gave him the idea for this. I mean, he's Good parked off him. school property. Yeah. He's on the on the street uh, selling school kids the the band the band snacks. You know, this is this is a common behavior <laughs> awesome. in every school. Um, I, I you know I did this. We did it. As a matter of fact, uh, there was there was candy sales for the the, the groups at school. So I. I Every right, selling group, chocolate bars and that sort of thing. Yeah, I was always good at this, and so every group would always try to get me to uh, to help them sell, even if I wasn't part of that group. And I generally had uh, some kind of candy bar that I was uh, selling at some point or another, and that was common. Um, but you know, they didn't sell all the kinds, so sometimes people would sell now or later's they brought, and you know, just whatever. What difference does it make? People are buying and selling things that they want. Right. 
Uh, yeah, but the school has gone healthy. Uh, headmaster Dave Freshaw said parents and pupils must abide by the school rules or go elsewhere. We have a healthy school and we're proud of it, he said. If parents are not happy, they can, are perfectly free to take their children to a school that allows pupils to sell these kinds of snacks. Of course, this is a public school, so they're not quite so welcome to take their uh, their children elsewhere, but... Neither that. Neither. Sure, that's the, that's the school in his area. <laughs> exactly. Right. So what's he going to do? Go to the one across town? He can pay for private school. That's right. Mr. Forshaw right. said the pupils were caught around three or four times a week selling snacks at the school. Various different uh, people. Yeah. Yes, various different. We have about six to seven regular sellers, <laughs> said the headmaster. So this is just pointing out that when there is any kind of a prohibited substance, yep. there will be a black market to fill the void. Absolutely. It you doesn't can, matter if it's drugs, alcohol, or potato or chips. Potato or chips. Potato chips. You, in fact, you can take this and look at the microcosm of the uh, the marketplace that is the school. It's a fairly restricted area in that, you know, like a prison, it's difficult to get in and out right, of. Right, there's just a few doors. Right, um, but nonetheless, they still have a difficult time regulating what the uh, the, the kids can do. They can't but, keep potato chips out of their own schools. <laughs> exactly. So you take that and then you expand it out to an entire society. People have proposed ideas that involve uh, the, the, either the taxing or the, the outright banning of certain unhealthy products. Those proposals have been put on the table before. They, they do exist in the schools, but some people would like to see similar uh, restrictions nationwide. And so then you literally would see if they if, – can you imagine if they banned potato chips in the United States – First of all, it's a huge multi-billion dollar industry, most likely. Uh, but you'd have to start manufacturing potato chips in your back, you know, in your kitchen. That'd be the first thing that people would do. Yeah, they'd, they'd buy start themselves doing a little fry daddy and, and off they'd go. Yeah, and, and, and they would start selling them at, you know, places like baseball games, outside of bars, inside yep. of bars. And it, the, the people had the, you'd, you'd start, basically people would end up with lower quality chips to begin with. Oh, yeah, you know, you'd but, have the fattiest, nastiest oh, yeah. uh, chips. <laughs> you would never be able to find the baked chips anymore. Those mm-hmm. would be off the market entirely. And uh, and it, it, it would be this microcosm of what's happening at this school, except society-wide. It would be huge. And, I mean, we're just we're talking about a 50 to 100% markup when it's readily available. I mean, people would be willing to pay huge prices. I mean, and these are just kids with disposable income. Right. I also find it interesting here. I mean, if this isn't a gateway for dealing, what is? I mean, this kid's only 12 years old. Yeah. Right. He when has he's... figured out um, what the you know what the black market will right. do. And I've got to say that I walked out of prison with, I think it was about ten or fifteen thousand dollars that I was able to start my life with, all on uh, banned substances that weren't actually illegal. Wow. While I was in there, I was selling cigars and and you know different kinds of things. They were banned from within the prison, is what you're saying. Correct. And uh, you know they <laughs> there was just nothing that. You you can't stop it. You can't how stop you get, it. What do you do with the fifteen thousand? I mean, how does that work? If you've got fifteen thousand dollars, you're not keeping that in your cell, that's for sure. So how do you transfer the cash from your illicit sales into some sort of a, account? How yeah, does that work? I don't want to um, implicate anyone else in this. Uh, you know, I'd have to give you specifics. Was there a guard that helped you out? Um, no, no, it was uh, visitors. 
Well, how does that work? I, mean, I so, can't tell you. Well, what, what do you mean you can't tell me? I mean, you were selling well, cigars all week long. You had a visitor come. I'd get cash, and I'd, uh, you know, I'd, I'd slip it to him, and off it would go. So you'd, you would actually meet the visitor in person. You would not have a window between you that would bar oh, you. Oh, that's from... correct. This is this was uh, prison, not uh, jail. So, I see. yeah, you know, there would be um, visitors. And I worked in the visiting park, so I had access to everybody else's visitors, too. So they're not as likely to search a visitor when they're leaving as they are when they're coming in. Is that the idea? Uh, but well, they wouldn't search them at all. Really? Yeah. They search you when what, you come. What are they smuggling out of a prison? No, no. But they would search them when they come in, right? Yes. Okay. They wouldn't search them at all on the way out. Right. Right. Okay. So. Okay, that makes sense. You know, that's that. How off it went, and very interesting. Yeah. You know, you know this kid could make out just as well, and we're talking about nearly five thousand dollars a year that this kid could have been making. I mean, about selling 25, chips, twenty-five, thirty dollars a day profit. He could have made about five grand just selling potato chips on between this, classes. This <laughs> school has taught this child how to be a drug dealer. Yes, exactly, and how to use the black market. I just hope he doesn't get called <laughs> to the back, you know, the back locker pod uh, someday and have a couple of toughs uh, beat him up for his backpack full of chips. I mean, because mm-hmm. that stuff happens in the black sure market does. too. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, or CRISPs, as they're called. Uh, You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. Maybe you were an illegal CRISP dealer and you want to tell us about it. You're welcome to. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including archives going back for an entire year right there on the front page of the website. And they are completely free for you at freetalklive.com. We're going to go right to your phone calls. Unscreen caller on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Toby, and Mark. Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Hey. Hey, who is this? Hancock in Virginia. How you doing? Hancock? Yeah. Okay. What's on your mind tonight? In Virginia. So, um, I want to talk briefly about the Young Turks. Um, I I heard about them, obviously, because they won your, your little competition. I went to go to their website. And download their podcast. And listen to it. Yeah, this is a progressive they podcast. They charge for it. Yeah, they charge for it. They give you thirty minutes free, and then they make you pay for it after that. What a scam! Yeah, that was kind of funny. And I mean, I was like, you know, I'll listen to it if I like it. I might get some of the money, but I'm not going to listen to them if they charge for their podcast. I can't believe you know. I mean, they, they just got they've just got a big internet following, and you know, there's they're on Sirius Satellite. They've they've got a national audience. Say, uh, you know, what are you what are, what are you going to do? You're talking about the show that uh, that defeated us by a by a hair's length. Apparently, yeah. it was a fairly, apparently a fairly tight uh, competition for this year's podcast awards. And the, no wonder the guy was bragging about how much money he made uh, at the, uh, the the talkers seminar that we went to this year. They're charging for their podcast. So I, you can Fair expect enough. that Free Talk Live will never do such a thing. So. All right. So uh, just another quick thing about vaccines here. I just recently got my baby vaccinated, and I have two main issues with vaccines, and I think anybody in their right mind should have these same issues. Um, I've noticed in the news, whenever they report on an, on a, an injury regard, related to vaccines, every single time, it's never that the vaccine caused it. It's always an underlying medical condition that they never talk about. Okay. Right. And you know, they they never 
And it may very well that may very well be true that it is an underlying medical condition that they that, that you know we didn't know about. But people have underlying medical conditions. When you think about when you think about the average person and then the the, the possibility of of things that might be wrong with them, and you just give them a jab of a needle and off they go. You know, there's there's a certain percentage of the population that that's going to make ill, um, or, you know, hurt them for the rest of their lives or kill them. That may be yes and no by the story. Um, and in addition to that, you know, they have, you know, obviously, I've heard you guys talk about it, and I've looked it up, and sure enough, there is a vaccine um, injury uh, compensation fund. And, you know, I, I brought that up to the doctor as, a, you know, why, why, do you, why do you need this if vaccines are perfectly safe? He's like, I'm not sure they have such a thing. And this is a doctor I was talking to, and that kind of bothered me. Yep. Unfortunately, they don't no, know all the. Doctor, know about they're just the doctors are just drug dispensers. They're told, you know, this is this is what you do for this. Here are the symptoms, and this is you know what the illness is. Mm-hmm. This is what you administer for this. And vaccines just give them. And on top of that, you know, you, you cannot hold a vaccine company responsible. You know, back I guess in the in the sixties, I guess it was they they told the, the government, you know, we're not going to make these things if you don't make us immune to litigation, and you know that. You know, the simple fact that you can't hold these companies responsible is a serious problem for me. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, that there's no liability for what they create and what they market. Pretty scary. So, you know, do you want to share anything else? Issues, you know, not, not taking into not to, yeah, well, not taking into account you know the the conspiracy theory type stuff. You know, I'm not talking about the stuff that's in them. Simply that policy, I believe, makes these things uh, naturally unsafe. Thank you for your thoughts tonight. Anything else you want to share? Um, no, hey, Mark, you don't play hide the kush? <laughs> uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> I'm not the hide the kusher guy. <laughs> Maybe you were, and you just haven't told us about it. <laughs> Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Where did I hear that? This, I wish I could remember where I saw this. Maybe it was just a vicious rumor. But I could have sworn I heard that somebody was designing a permanent flu vaccine. How could they? It changes every right. year. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's why it was just a vicious rumor. I don't know. I, I was looking for I mean, it, it here. it morphs it. <laughs> right. But, the, the, you know, the whole idea that uh, somebody could do that seems pretty absurd on its face, but you can better believe people would line up to take that one. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's a huge issue is uh, so many people just blindly will take it without knowing the side effects. Yes, uh, any medication, any vaccine has side effects. There's a chance that it could kill you. Uh, it doesn't matter sure. what you're taking. It could interfere with an underlying medical condition, other medication you're taking. There are always risks involved. So you've got a, it's a risk assessment. Is there a greater chance of me getting the flu and dying or is there then dying or getting some kind of illness from the vaccine? And right. it is a risk assessment. And in some cases, for some people, it's a better idea to take the vaccine. For some people, not. The flu is certainly a, a dangerous, uh, I don't know if you call an illness like that a disease, but it's certainly dangerous. Well, it kills a half million people worldwide, 36,000 in the, the U.S. alone every but single year. Most of the time, their vaccines are nigh useless because they have to guess six months, nine months, a year in advance what is going to be the flu strain that uh, that they have to worry about? And we can see from this H1N1 uh, picky flu that they had uh, that was supposed to be this world pandemic. They they declared a, a global state of emergency for what has turned out now to be a relatively mild flu season with fewer deaths than usual. Yes, yeah, smallest I mean, pandemic same... on record in the history of the world. Anything <laughs> that ever since there's been a pandemic declared, H1N1's the smallest. Right. This is. I mean, this is. 
isn't even a this isn't even a a, a mild regular. Or this is like isn't even a regular flu season. Right. It's so so these are the same people that are guessing what uh, you know the flu vaccine should be. So even if the flu vaccine doesn't affect you adversely, and I suspect it doesn't adversely affect most people, uh, in the same way that caffeine doesn't adversely affect most people. But it does me. Um, then you know, there's what's what's the reason for taking it? You well, you know, we're going there, we're paying our thirty bucks, whatever. Um, you know, maybe it'll protect us from some flu that's floating around. I can see why some people choose to do that. But man, that's a kick butt business model. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna mix up some solutions shuk- with shuk- no shuk- liability shuk- too <laughs> that you don't that you're gonna take for right. thirty dollars and you don't have and and I don't have the foggiest clue whether it'll work. Yeah, if, if it you get the flu work, anyway, hey, too bad. Right. If it di- if if I don't get the flu, then yay, I didn't get the flu. The flu shot worked. If right. I do get the flu, then oh, they, they picked the wrong one. Big deal. Either way, my thirty bucks is gone. This is you know, this is a big scam. Yeah, it, it's close to it. So I found the source uh, for what I was remembering. It was over at LouRockwell.com on their blog. It's the only thing I can find uh, when I look for a permanent flu shot. The apparently it's Lou Rockwell, so the 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 site owner, the uh, the guy that runs the the place, saying he saw this on Fox News. This this exchange, uh, one of their hosts saying, and now to our special health correspondent Joe Baloney. I think they changed the name there at the Federal Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. Bob, if you hate getting annual flu shots, here's good news. Scientists at the CDC are developing a permanent flu shot. Just take it once, and it will always protect you. Wow, Joe, that is great. I want one of those shots. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you going to really go out and take something like that? That sounds pretty scary. <laughs> it's, it's even more scary because they're, they're working, on the, uh, working on it at the CDC. And that's one of the things that bugs me the most about the flu shot thing is that it's the government that's, uh, that's recommending them. And I know the government doesn't always recommend things that are dangerous for you. I mean, they do uh, demand that you wear your seatbelt in 49 out of the 50 states. So certainly well, they don't recommend it. <laughs> in well, 49 out of 50 it, states, they said. demand it. Um, but, you know, the the thing is with the Center for Disease Control, what I don't trust about them is science, NASA has proved that you can take the greatest minds in the world and turn them into incompetent bureaucrats. Mm, yes. um, you know, when, when they were competing against Russia in the space race, these guys were doing they – were, they were really doing some amazing work. Since then, they've really pretty much gone backwards um, as mm. far as their production. I was just watching TED, uh, t- t- Technology Education Design. Yeah, it's a video series. Yeah, it's a video series from 2006, and they had some guy on there that was doing his uh, – you know, the Spaceship One, Spaceship Two um, right. fellas. And, you know, he was, he was just pointing out how backwards NASA – is oh, and really? it's how incompetent they truly are yeah. and they are it's it's I mean, you've take the, taken the greatest only the government can take the greatest minds and turn them into incompetent bureaucrats and i suspect the center for disease control that's what's going on there too cool. if you want real innovation you need to let science be in the uh, participate in the free market speaking of that i'm glad you brought that up because it reminds me we never talked about spaceship 2 it's it's now available. It's coming out, uh, the, the sequel to Spaceship One. And, of course, the U.S. federal government is still operating with its same old model. More coming up, Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. We talked about it briefly earlier in the show. You go to amp.freetalklive.com. Send us three bucks a month with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the idea of freedom. In fact, uh, we just had a brand new station come on this past weekend. I have yet to actually add it to the website, uh, but it's KBCT-FM in Waco, Texas. So welcome aboard to uh, to those, those listeners. They're Excellent. not listening right now, but they're only doing Saturday nights. But nonetheless, all of this is being made possible, this expansion of Free Talk Live, by listeners like you. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Get all the details, get signed up for as little as three bucks a month, all at amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And we were talking, uh, we got into the discussion about the space program and how you were pointing out, Mark, that the government can take really, really brilliant scientists and turn them into eh, somewhat useless bureaucrats. And that's the, the, the NASA program in a nutshell. They Sure, they can get some things done, but they have to spend billions upon billions of dollars in order to, uh, to accomplish it. And half the time, things blow up and go wrong and get lost and, and all kinds of just colossal failures and very, very costly failures. And, of course, well, it doesn't matter if they fail at, uh, at NASA because, well, none of them are on the hook for the cost. There aren't any investors that, are, uh, that, that the NASA organization is accountable to. If they lose a multi-billion dollar moon rover or, a, or Mars rover or something, uh, then, oh, well. We'll just get more money right. from the that's, taxpayers. That's the thing. There's, there's no opportunity to fail, really, in the marketplace. Not a real failure. You're, you're not going to have to close up shop and go home and tell your wife, well, I guess we blew it. I'm going to have to go and uh, drive a taxi cab or sell pizzas or whatever. Um, I mean, you just keep on getting funding and keep on getting funding because that's the way the government works. It means working for the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Right. So, uh, so you know, for, for the successes that they've had, good for them. Whenever you're the government, you can throw enough money at something and get something done. You sure, want to they build, build a road. bridges, they build right. schools, it happens. It's right. not going to be as efficient as it could be. Right, right. the upkeep on the road sucks. <laughs> the schools are not that great at, at educating, but they got the school built, and they did build the road and at one the, point. The explanation I love to give, and, uh, and, 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 you know, I just I can't find a better one than this, is... I, I guess a, a new Camry or Accord probably costs twenty or uh, twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars. If my wife sends me out to buy a new car and I buy myself a, a brand new Accord for seventy-eight thousand dollars, because I've managed to talk the salesman up, and he'll let you do it, yeah. uh, <laughs> up to seventy-eight thousand dollars for this car, I haven't succeeded. No. Yes, I came back with a car, but you can't call me successful. All you can call me is a miserable idiot. For having to gotten a thirty thousand dollar car for seventy eight thousand dollars, and if the government fails on that scale, everybody has a party. Right, I mean, you'd get divorced, if, but the government just gets more money. Well, if if the government only spends two and a half times what it costs to get something, that's a big. That's a, on the back. that's a great deal. Yeah. So, so we point out here that the the NASA is just a really it's a really poor way to get space travel and space exploration done. Uh, it's amazing to me that some people believe that in the absence of NASA, that, oh, no, there would be no space exploration whatsoever if it NASA would love you to believe that. 
If it weren't for the government, we would never have gotten to the moon. But do just, people not care about space all of a sudden? That's just it. <laughs> people in America are obsessed with space. Look at Star Trek and all these various different uh, space sci-fi adventure series. I mean, the sci-fi is huge, not just in America, but around the world. So, of course, I mean, all you'd have to do is tack on a little 30-second spot to the end of Star Trek to say... We, the producers of Star Trek, support this particular space exploration, uh, you know, uh, organization. We'd like you to contribute your money to it as well. I mean, it wouldn't be hard at all to no. market the ideas of of charitable space exploration. Not hard in the least. And people would, especially when the the various different uh, space charities, and obviously I'm fantasizing here because they don't exist today, but uh, the various different space uh, exploration groups would be accomplishing far more than NASA. So they would be able to say, look what we've done so far. Here's what we'd like to do. We're going to need some money for this. And all the space geeks would totally uh, throw down for that. Oh, and I mean, there's there's other ways that they could gain money as well. I mean, the the not to mention uh, the practical reasons for going to space satellites and such. Sure, that kind the, of thing. the industrial things, uh, yeah. But I mean, there the images brought back from the Hubble t- uh, uh, Space Telescope. I mean, doesn't need to be NASA doing those things. Other nope. companies could be doing that stuff as well. There's a huge market. I mean... I buy those really, really expensive books that have the space images in them and stuff that, that yes, NASA has gotten around to, did it at probably a much higher price. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, there's still a market for that stuff. You could Space s- hotels? I yes. mean, they're looking at that now because now, finally, the space is becoming open for business. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the government letting off uh, as far as its restrictions on who can do what up there. So that brings me to the story about Spaceship Two. Which is, of course, the other thing, besides just individuals like us, just regular folk giving money to some sort of space exploration organization. And we're the poor billionaires. folk. Right. We're the right. poor ones. We're just the, the bottom line uh, consumers. There are rich people who would be willing to pay a whole lot of money to go to space. People like, <laughs> I think it's Paul Allen from uh, Microsoft, I believe, and other multi-billionaires that just have nothing more to do with their money than to fund interesting ventures and exploratory me- uh, ideas like this. So here's a story from KBC, and there are a bunch of these out there, so I just picked one. What's billed as the world's first commercial spaceship has just been unveiled, and this is last week, in the California desert for $200,000. That's cheap. I mean, for all things considered, right? For for these for these guys, for the guys that that everything starts out expensive. Two hundred thousand yes. dollars is expensive to anybody who's in this room, and and most of the people listening to this show. Buy the first, be the first person to buy a plasma TV a decade and a half ago, and tell <laughs> right. me what that cost. Well, be the first person to buy a TV or a car. Yeah. Um, now all these technologies are trickling down. Plasma TVs haven't trickled down quite so much, but you can go to a pawn shop and buy a color television for. F- Thirty dollars. Right. I, I mean, this technology was relatively was still a relatively big deal when I was a kid. They had black and white TVs and things like that. You had rabbit ears, and you know, prior to that, it was a you know ve- a very big deal. So these, it, it takes a while for technology to trickle down, but it really, really, really does. Well, if it's in the private market, it does. I mean, can you imagine if it was NASA or the government who were no, in charge of up. TV? I mean, oh, yeah. it would just be coming out with a color projection TV right. or something like that today. I mean, there would be no flat screen, we'd, no HD. There we'd would be lucky to have uh, motion pictures if it was the government <laughs> that was in charge of that. You'd have maybe still shots or something. Uh, so so let, let, let me let Richard Branson here, this billionaire, pitch his uh, business to you. Because it sounds pretty cool. Uh, for $200,000, you can have your ticket punched for your uh, 
Well, this is repetitive. Your ticket punched for your ticket to outer space. Billionaire businessman Sir Richard Branson is bankrolling the operation. He says, once they're in space, they'll unbuckle their seats. And as you can see, we've got these enormous windows, which you can't see because we're on the radio, but you can imagine, which no spacecraft has ever had before. They can look back at the Earth, and they can float around, and they can become astronauts. How cool is that, man? You're going up. You it's are going to motivate floating. a lot of people. You are being able to look out these tremendous windows. And you know, that's see- thinking outside the box, Ian. Big windows. Because all the pictures I've seen from right. these NASA spaceships are these teeny, teeny little windows. Who the, would have thought engine- to put a big old window so you could actually look out it? Well, now, back when the space shuttle was designed, what, three decades ago? Well, or that's the point. It was, it's they so probably long couldn't. ago. Exactly. They probably couldn't have a big window. They probably were scared S-less that it's going to blow out and the vacuum of space is going to... Or suck in, rather. You know, the vacuum of space, or I guess it would blow out. Yeah, it would blow out. Um, anyway, that, uh, th- that it was probably dangerous, but new engineering has occurred. Uh, these folks that are in the private space market have come up with, uh, with new ideas, and now they can have big windows. Spaceship 2 is about 60 feet long and seats 8, including two pilots. It's attached to the aircraft named the White Knight, which will take the spaceship up to 60,000 feet and then let it go. Spaceship 2 then hits the gas, going about 65 miles above the Earth's surface. Uh, the framed avi- famed aviation designer Burt Rattan is the man behind the design. Already around 300 passengers have prepaid or put down deposits for their ride into space. The plan is to invest more than $400 million for a fleet of five such spacecrafts and launch vehicles. Rattan's, uh, one of their would-be space travelers, said, I'm extremely excited. I mean, this is the day that finally we get a spaceship that's going to be able to carry people from all over the planet to get a view of the world. I'm excited to make part of history, said one of their space travelers. In fact, this plan is to even have, these are businessmen, right? I mean, they're looking to make a profit, so that's why this is all happening. The plan is to have the spaceship ready for commercial flights by 2011, and it'll be taking off from New Mexico, where their spaceport is being built. In fact, in another one of the stories, they mentioned that eventually they're talking about competing with commercial airlines, in that you could fly, apparently, from uh, Australia to Los Angeles or something like that in two hours with one of these flights, (laughs) if you wanted to. So that's way cool. Uh, Anyway, we're coming up here. Hour three is on the way. Bring up anything. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour of the program. Phones are available for you to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. 
And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about here in the remaining uh, hour of the program. We'll start things out with another overseas story. We've had a lot of international news on the show tonight. This one from Australia land, where, and I love the way that the, uh, the, the news media writes things. Australia said Tuesday. Huh. Did you know that a plot of land can actually speak? Because apparently Australia is saying things. Well, this is the, uh, the, the, the way that they sort of do things. Is they, um, the, the government that represents that plot of land, then becomes that plot of land. So they are the corporation known as Australia, and so they well, said... Well, a corporation could say something, too. Again, a corporation, just a file folder, just a concept, it doesn't... There's not actually Someone any speaks such for thing. it. Right, there is a spokesman for the government, uh, for the gang that runs the plot of land called Australia, but I guess for expediency's sake, they just shorten it to Australia said. So anyway, they said... It would push ahead. It it said that it would push ahead uh, with a mandatory China-style plan to filter the Internet, despite widespread criticism that it will strangle free speech and is doomed to fail. Communications Minister Stephen Conroy said new laws would be introduced to ban access to what they call refused classification sites featuring criminal content, such as child sex abuse, bestiality, rape, and detailed drug use. Well, then, then, taking all the fun out of the Internet there. <laughs> Blacklisted sites would be determined by an independent classification body via a public complaint process, said Conroy, admitting there was no silver bullet to uh, silver bullet solution to cyber safety. Internet user groups, the pornography industry, and others have strongly opposed the plan, saying any such measure would be impractical to enforce, block access to some legitimate websites, and slow down Internet speeds. But the bureaucrats said a seven-month-long trial had concluded that blocking could be done with 100% accuracy and negligible impact to connection speeds. Internet service providers would be offered grants to offer additional filters of, for example, X-rated content and gambling sites. But Conroy said that would not be compulsory yet. Now, he didn't add that last part, but, I mean, come on. When the government starts doing something, it doesn't just stop where it starts. There is more to Mission come. Mission creep. That's yes. what it's all about for them. You know, they, they start with a little bit, they get their little foot in the door, and then they, off they expand. Through a combination of additional resources for education and awareness, mandatory Internet filtering of RC-rated content, and optional ISP-level filtering, we have a package that balances safety for families and the benefits of the digital revolution, he said. So is this something people would sign up for and get the filtered package deal, or is this imposed on everybody would be forced to have a filtered package? Mm, yes and no, uh, both. Because uh, it says China style, nobody has the option to get a filter-free version of the Internet. Their version of the Internet is different than ours. Correct, and that's how it will be in Australia. There will be the uh, the standard version of the Internet that you can get, which will exclude what they're calling the refused classification sites, which uh, feature what they call criminal content, mm-hmm. and they identify those only in this article as being uh, child sex abuse, bestiality, rape, and detailed drug use, but those are just a sampling of what will be as in the larger description of Are you telling RC. me that child sex abuse is allowed in the United States and that they don't make an effort to try to ban that here? 
I would say that there's no filtering in that they're not demanding that the Internet service providers prevent people from going to those sites. Well, I don't know how they prevent – I don't know how they would do that. They would have to first identify that. and They would know. identify the sites, and then they would es- essentially – if they send- identify it now, they can go after them. Right, only if they're based in the United States, though. So, I mean, I could go on and find child porn on the Internet right now, and it wouldn't, I, I could easily go out and find that. Correct. Um, it would probably be based in a different country. It just wouldn't be based right. here in the United States. So that what the United States goes after any service provider that's hosting it here. It doesn't mean that you, as a United States citizen, can't jump on the Internet and find whatever you want. Usually, um, if you wanted to go and find naughty things like that, uh, as long as you aren't going and trading with people, if you're not going into, because frequently whenever you see the stories about people being busted for this stuff, they nine times out of ten seem to be just going into like a chat room, some pervy chat room, and finding other people and saying, hey, I've got these pictures, will you trade with me? And then they end up trading with a cop, and that leads the, the police to them. So the, right. the police in this country are more busting individual users. They're not actually going and shutting, they can't, like you're saying, Toby, they can't shut down websites that are overseas, and they're, def- they're definitely not blocking internet service providers from allowing you to access those sites, which is what they'll be doing in Australia, where essentially if you come across a site that is naughty, you call the uh, the classification board up and you say or send them an email saying, hey, I think this site should be banned. And then they'll review that with their supposedly independent panel. Uh, they'll look at the site and then they'll determine, OK, yes, this should be banned. They then update their list of sites that is to not be uh, provided to consumers in Australia. That's uh, That list is likely pushed out to all the Internet service providers on a you know, weekly basis or daily basis, however often it's updated. And then those ISPs will at that point block your access to those websites. It's very Big Brother-esque. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. far more draconian than anything that's going on here in the United States right now. It's, and yeah. this is, uh, we're ta- you talking about the more extreme example of child porn. Let's talk about uh, illegal drug use. There I you mean, go. that's something that could have a very negative and dire, sometimes deadly effect on young people who are experimenting with different kinds of drugs. Absolutely. What's the first thing that most smart young people do when they, they're trying a new drug is they go research. online and they research it. They find other people's experiences and they weigh them out. I mean, Arrowhead is a great site for it. E-R-O-W-I-D.org. I mean, Love that site. And it's very important. If you're someone who's doing who's going to be using dangerous substances and they can be dangerous if they're not in the right dosages or right. if it's not the right kind you don't know what you're getting into i mean this could kill a lot of people i think that's a great point toby i mean restricting information especially about drugs can be very dangerous because a lot of the the deaths that you find happening from illegal drugs aren't from the drugs themselves but because the users didn't know what the hell they were doing right so if you can't get that information, then it's more likely more people in Australia will not know what the hell they're doing. So you'll start to see uh, illegal drug deaths on the rise. But you, th- those two facts will never be corresponded. You know, oh, the, not at the national level. They'll, they'll never tie that, that together. Right. They don't care either. <laughs> well, whatever. They're those illegal drug users. Who cares about them? It's another reason to crack down on the uh, illegal use of illicit drugs. <laughs> so and of course, this is all the other point to make beyond the uh, the drugs and the porn or whatever it is. Uh, that 
they're going to be banning right off the bat is, as we pointed out, that the government programs expand. So it'll be easy for them to sell the idea of, well, I mean, who would disagree with banning child porn from the Internet? That's what we're doing here. We're just going to ban child porn, bestiality. I mean, no one likes sex uh, with animals and rape. Uh, you know, that's bad. Of course, there are there are certain porn videos that uh, that essentially mimic rape. There are, there are people that are into this, right? Yeah. Like they, that. It's weird, right? I mean, it's the Internet. So there are people that are into the idea of rape. They're not necessarily going to go out and do it, but that's it gets them off. It's their thing that they watch videos where essentially it's fake rape. They're not really raping the women in those videos, or at least how would you know, right? Uh, you, you don't really know. So are they going to be done well? You don't. I mean, that's, yeah. that's acting for you, people. I mean, if it's coming from a major porn producer, clearly you'll know. But if it's some sort of amateur uh, rape uh, video, then you're, you're not going to know. And so they're going to ban all of that. So they're banning all of this stuff that, well, most people aren't interested in. So it's going to be easy for them to just push it off on people and say, see, we're just keeping your family safe. No problem here. And then the question becomes, what's next? The question will become, how many of the uppity, busybody kind of parents, like, we talk about the Parents Television Council in this country. It's a group of busybodies that has a whole bunch of other busybodies all on their email list. And then when they see something they don't like on television, like somebody saying the F word or showing their breasts, they uh, will they'll email out their email list and say, okay, everybody, complain to the FCC about right. this program. Whether this they time. saw it or not. Right. A very loud and vocal minority. <laughs> right. So the PTC, the Parents Television Council, successfully gets the FCC to go after certain programming providers, even though most people weren't offended. It's just this one particular group of busybodies. So what happens when the busybody community starts to submit all kinds of websites to this service in the hopes that they'll be banned? This is very, very frightening. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including the archives. If you missed a moment, they're all there for you right there on the front page of the website. Free for you at freetalklive.com. Critical thinking question. First, imagine you lived in an area controlled by a violent gang. What if you started using words like we and us when discussing the gang and their activities? Even though you're not in the gang, no one in the gang knew or cared about you, and a lot of the gang's activities actually hurt you and your family. Would Sounds this like Mark. Of, <laughs> would this kind of thinking eventually lead to sympathy for the gang's activities or resistance to the idea that the gang was even doing anything wrong? What if a violent gang was able to develop a 12-year indoctrination system that encouraged this kind of thinking? Mm. What if a violent gang already did? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education and the worship of violent gangs. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com and learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. Awesome. 
I look forward to uh, sampling that show myself. Uh, it's, it's on my list of things to do, so it should be on yours as well. 800-259-9231, and hopefully by the end of the year we'll get them up on the, the Liberty Radio Network. Uh, Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We'll come back to the Australia situation here in a moment, because I've actually got more detail on exactly what this particular plan uh, this Internet blocking plan they're going ahead with over there is planning on uh, what they're planning on doing, and it's pretty disturbing. Let's go first, though, to your phone calls about whatever you want. Uh, I think we've got ladies first. Trish is in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Trish. Hi. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Trish? Okay. Well, last night I was listening on the Internet, and uh, there was a woman that came on, uh, Allison McDermott, and... Um, I actually know that that this process of the uh, uh, burn doctor really works because I'm a nurse. The the claim last night was that all you have to do is call a phone number and give them your time of birth, date of birth, and what time... Location of birth. The location and what time the burn happened and that some doctor in the United Kingdom will remotely heal your burn. Pretty out, uh, pretty outlandish claim, and you're claiming that you believe it works. Oh, definitely. I know it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah first of all... Is uh, it, now, you, she wouldn't answer questions uh, in, in very great detail. Do you happen to know how this process works? Is it meditation? Is it some sort of... Yeah, what what is it that the uh, the doctor is allegedly doing? It's um, long distance healing, is in a way. Uh, they can explain it more than no, I. No, they didn't. I don't they really didn't know. explain it. That was the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I know is that it works, and all you have to do is dial the eight. Well, no, we're not going to have you give out numbers again here because they already gave that out once. And now, if you want to buy an advertising package, you're welcome to uh, to do that. But I do have some questions, though. The um. Uh, I, so somebody wrote in, and I think that it's a, a reasonable uh, question, is, you know, um, in this age of identity theft, if you're giving your real name, your uh, location of birth, your, your date of birth, um, likely they can uh, tell from, from your, the sound of your voice what, what your race is. You know, it, it seems like you might be giving a lot of information to these, these people. Is there any chance that it's a scam? No, it's not. I went out on a burn case. Uh, not a burn case, a hospice case. And as I got there, I uh, just heard that the man's son-in-law had um, actually been burnt in a fire. So I called, got in contact with the fire burn doctor, and I gave, we gave him the uh, information that they needed. And uh, within a half hour, he, he was pain-free. And he is on the on the website. Um, there is a video about him. About uh, Richard Cox is his name, and uh, he he was amazed. It shows on the uh, little video that he has. Do you he ever really wonder work. how much of this may be the placebo effect? Because I mean, there's all sorts of studies. Yes, any kind of medication will work with the placebo effect. There's an awesome study that's done with Parkinson's patients where they can insert little electrodes into the brain, and then when they turn on the device, the person will stop shaking. Mm. And it's amazing. It it really works. But what also works is telling the patient that it's been inserted, (laughs) and they turned it on, and they stop shaking. It's amazing. The placebo effect is real. It's very powerful. It can stop pain. 
it, it, it really is real. So, yes, I believe this works, but how much of it is placebo effect? The only way you can really see is to keep the number handy and watch <laughs> what happens when you dial it. Yeah, but you didn't answer his question. Uh, we've got Scott on the line here in Canada. He has a question for you, Trish. Uh, Scott, you're on with Trish in California. Hi, Trish. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I was just wondering, um, with, with, uh, this is called remote healing as far as I understand. Is that correct? Yes. Um, now, how do you feel when uh, remote viewing has been tested in double-blinded scientific studies and have been shown to have no effect? Does that influence your opinion on it at all? Not at all. It does not. And wait, wait, not? wait, wait, wait. Your question was about remote viewing, not remote healing, right, Scott? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, remote healing. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to, to say. But that's what this is, is remote healing. It's healing at a, at a distance. You're not physically there. Um, so uh, so I, I guess my question is, if the evidence shows that it doesn't work, then why would you still believe it? Because I've seen this work. Okay, but... Okay, I've if, seen if, this, this sorry, go ahead. specific process work. And what is the specific process? She doesn't know. You call a phone number and give them some information, and then all of a sudden you start to feel better. Right, Trish? And you don't know much more than that. All I know is it works. It not only gets rid of the pain, but the actual, it helps heal the actual burn. Doesn't the body start actually healing after a, a burn on its own? Uh, not third degree. No. No, you cannot heal third degree burns. They but if you call a phone number, you can, huh? They so, Trish, do. where can I go to see documentation that a third-degree burn was healed miraculously by this process? You can go to her website, which we're not going to let her give out. Thanks for the call, uh, Trish. Appreciate hearing from you. And, uh, Scott, any final comments from you? Uh, it's magic, and magic isn't real. Well, I, I... If this works, oh, she's try it. it. Thanks, it's, Trish. I'm sorry. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, know, you for the call. It is so amazing. The power of positive thought really can work for people. And it, 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 as far as I'm concerned, that's magical. I mean, that's it, very Your mind powerful. is an amazing thing. And if you think something is working, there's a very good chance that it will work uh, to a certain extent. You can of also course. think yourself sick, too, if right? you want to. Oh, absolutely. You could probably, I mean, there's t research out there showing that you could give yourself cancer. I mean, right. if you overthink it too much. I mean, if you're already susceptible, you have all well, this other stuff They call it the warrior's disease, right? right? They call cancer the warrior's disease. So, I mean, yeah, this stuff might be working, but this is a scam, nevertheless. Well, they, they, <laughs> well, I, they it, claim they're not charging for it, so I mean, it could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> Certainly, it's. I, I don't know what the the deal is. That that's what that's what catches me off guard on this is they needed to have my date and time and uh, location of birth. Why? It's like an astrology sounding thing. Isn't it does. It? it does sound that way. But I, well, I just, if it doesn't cost money, they, they've got to be paying for the eight hundred number and all this other stuff. It I was mean, just wait, a long distance number, not eight hundred. Oh, it wasn't yeah, an eight hundred. So. Anyways, I wasn't going to let her give it again. <laughs> uh, thank you. It sounded remarkably similar to the woman that called last night, but yeah, maybe it was a different person. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, take control of the airwaves, and make outlandish claims if you want. Free talk live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And Free Talk Live 
dot com uh, featured by the way including the facebook profile you can go and become a fan over at facebook.freetalklive.com that is facebook.freetalklive.com we go to sam from the obscured truth network he is on the amp lines and sam you actually just put out a couple of brand new videos uh, it's a two-parter you can grab those over at obscuredtruth.com or they're right there at the top of freekeen.com as well and you uh, you went out and you you did some reporting on a local situation where the government gang is attempting to throw some homeless people out of the home that they built. So I guess they're te- technically not homeless because they built one for themselves uh, on some squatters yeah. soon to be homeless. Well, now wait a minute. Aren't you a squatter if you don't have permission to be somewhere? Yeah, that sounds about right. These folks have permission to be where they are. The property Campers. owner. The property owner does not mind that they're there. Campers. Yeah, they they started in tents, then they put up a structure, and now the city gang has come out. Of course, after the newspaper article came out about it, to sure. to let everybody know, uh, the city gang decided to come out and and threaten them with uh, destruction of it. You went out and you actually interviewed those folks, Sam. Right, which it's actually not a structure because the guy who built it used to work in construction and realized that if he didn't put anything into the ground or permanently attach anything to the trees that are anchored in the ground, then it wouldn't be regulated by all of the building codes. Interesting. But they're still so claiming he needed a building a, permit in order to do it. Well, no, now they're saying he needs to go get an occupancy permit, and the <laughs> health inspector came in because of the toilet being like the ones, you know, the Frontiers used to have. That's no longer acceptable anymore, and they would rather see him thrown out in the snow than actually have a place, you know, that is less than ideal. So, uh, so what did this you? This is just another example, by the way, of how the government is employed, um, you know, to, to the detriment of the weakest people in society, and they claim that it's there in order to protect people. I mean, the idea of these laws uh, is, is so that people who, you know, buy houses uh, from other people don't get ripped off. This guy isn't going to sell his house to somebody who has the expectation that it's built up to code. Yeah, I think he right. knows what he's getting into. He's trying to find a place to stay warm for the night. Right. This is this beats. <laughs> Sitting in the in the snow and getting snowed on, or being in a tent where if a branch falls off a tree and falls right through the, the you know th- right through your tent, you're gonna have a little bit flooded more, out and all that other stuff yeah, that happens. Have a little more protection if you're lying on the cold, of, cold ground. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so it was, I thought it was a pretty good video uh, series, and I I know that wasn't the reason you were calling, Sam, but I figured I'd, I'd give folks a plug because uh, it's it's one of your new, it's it's actually your newest video, so people should go see it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I've heard this lady call in. It sounds a little crazy about the uh, remote healing of burn victims or whatever it is. Yeah. And I wanted to just point out one of the books that I read while in jail was about Edgar Casey, And he was a medium or whatever, not a very smart guy. He had, a, I think, like a sixth-grade education, could barely read, but he would go into these trances and would would be able to diagnose people, uh, you know, with all of the language and so forth that the trained doctor sitting in the room taking down notes uh, would, uh, would the same kind of terminology and so forth that they would use. And he would prescribe these unorthodox treatments and uh, natural remedies and so forth for the various diseases and ailments and things that people were having. And he really had no idea how he was doing this. But the interesting thing that kind of triggered this for me is that the things that he would ask for is the na- the person's name, their uh, date of birth, and their location of where they are. 
So, so he would be remotely, he, he actually, you're saying he would be remotely diagnosing things? Well, he would go into a trance and, you know, he didn't really know or remember what he was doing. There would be somebody else, he would basically kind of go into a meditation, some other entity or whatever would would speak through him, and somebody would be there taking notes, and he'd wake up completely unaware of what happened. And the, the medical doctors came in and, and got him to demonstrate for them one time because they were all skeptical too. And while he was in a trance, they went up and actually started sticking needles in his body to see if he would flit, flinch, one of them in his eye. Oh, gosh. Uh, they pulled They pulled one of his uh, fingernails out. Oh boy! And he didn't do anything because he was it's brutal. in his trance and woke up just in incredible pain and suffered for weeks afterwards. What, what kind of doctors are these? I mean, didn't they swear the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm? <laughs> They're ripping fingernails out? Well, you know, they were so interested in discrediting, discrediting him because it conflicted with, you know, it's cognitive dissonance. Well, we're not hurting this guy. We're proving that he's a fraud. So let's go ahead and just stick this needle in and prove that, you know, what he's doing is fake. But yet, over and over again, he helped all these people. And towards the end of his life, he opened up an institute, uh, which is still around today. And they they documented it was a hospital where he would actually help people. And then they had the machines and stuff that the the entity or whatever would describe. And they have thousands of documented cases uh, that are, you know, archived and available for people to uh, research today. Any chance this entity was Satan? <laughs> I, I don't know, Mark. <laughs> there are actually also other people kind of throughout, sprinkled throughout history that have had the same ability, but it seems to be pretty rare, but it does kind of come about in the same way with just certain individuals. So so he wasn't actually claiming to heal people. He, his claim was that he was uh, ascertaining what was wrong with them and then giving them suggested treatments? Exactly. And then the medical doctors would actually carry out the treatments and so forth and put together the ingredients. In one case, there, one of the uh, ingredients that was called for was something called smoke oil. And this was a remote viewing to where he he was in a different state from the person, and they couldn't they, nobody knew what this was, and it turned out to be this chemical that was produced by a company that went out of business several years before. But he, when they went into another trance and asked, you know, what, where do we find this? He said, go to this pharmacy in the back behind the bottles of this. There's a bottle on the sh- third shelf down, and they sure enough went and found it. Yeah, so, there's some outlandish claims. I'm still pretty skeptical on this. I mean, yeah, what, are, what are those people who go into trance and some kind of a gelatin comes out of their mouth or something in the form and it's supposed to be dead relatives that talk to them? There's all <laughs> sorts of documented cases of that as well. And but I'm going to have to see it to believe it. I, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm skeptical, hey, I Sam. I understand. <laughs> There are some strange, strange things out there, you know. I mean, I don't know what's true and what's not. I know there are certainly a lot of hucksters out there, and, and of course, some of them, you've got the James Randi Prize, where they're offering all this uh, this money to people uh, to think come how many, and prove. Like, it's a million dollars, and, and think how many people that, uh, that this fellow who does the remote healing could help with this well, million dollars. 
this is what Edgar Casey learned, and this is what his book is about, is as he went through life, if his motivations weren't pure, then things would just turn out in disaster. Whenever, whenever somebody tried to, to make money off of his abilities or charge for it, he would either get sick, physically sick, if he wasn't doing the, uh, the readings and so forth for people, or his, like his research facility failed at one time. But wouldn't charging people be disaster. helping? I mean, if you're charging people, you're getting it out there to more people. You're helping more people. Essentially, you're still helping uh, to a so certain should extent. Jesus have charged? If it would have helped more people. <laughs> <laughs> the more, the better, right? Maybe right. If, if Jesus stuck I, around, hey, he would have helped. According to you. You know, Jesus, what Jesus should have done was, uh, since he was God, he should have passed on uh, medical science, uh, basic sanitation, and, and things like that to people. So they would have had an understanding of it. And rather than saying, just healing a few it's folks. demons, um, he probably would have helped a lot more people saying, hey, wash your hands after you go poo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I mean, that would have been a miracle. Don't poop where you eat. <laughs> you know what, uh, yeah. Sam, somebody's so, on the line know. that wants to talk to you. Can you hang on? Sure. All right, we'll bring more Sam here in moments at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bizarre phenomenon. How much truth is there to it? Uh, you can bring up anything. You're welcome to chime in on this or anything you want, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Only a few moments remain here. Uh, just enough time maybe for your call, 800-259-9231. By the way, I want to invite you to visit Toby's website. Is it online at this point, Toby? Oh, yeah, it's up. It, most of the functions are still working up at freemindsmedia.org right Excellent. now. But it's it's... It had some bugs. It got attacked by a Trojan horse. It Yikes. started destroying things, so it had to be reconstructed. It's even from worse scratch, than a Trojan pony. Uh, <laughs> but it's yeah, it has been down for a little while, and so I'm glad to hear that it's back online at uh, freemindsmedia.com. You can get Free Minds TV and Free Minds Radio both on that site, and yep. both free. Absolutely. So unlike some podcasts that try to charge you, uh, Free Minds Media, Free Minds TV, Free Minds Radio. More great, free, liberty-oriented content, and updated weekly, right? Once uh, once a week for each one of them. Yep. Plus, you guys are blogging, right? I mean, it's been a while probably since you've done it, but... Yeah, that function on the site is not back up and it's running It's coming yet. back. Eventually, Maybe it will be Maybe by the end there, of the though. year, if all, all goes well. Hopefully. All right, I'll keep my fingers <laughs> crossed, and we'll certainly let you know when that's back online. But as of now, you can at least get their TV and radio shows at freemindsmedia.com. Get more of Toby and his uh, partner, Nick. All right, so we continue here. Uh, Sam is with us on the amp line. Now, Sam, you brought up uh, this Edgar Casey fellow who you read a book uh, about him, and you were kind of talking about this uh, idea of 
uh, supernatural things happening. Uh, what brought it up was a conversation by some people claiming that you dial a phone number and it'll heal your burns. Uh, some guy on the other end will, will remotely heal your burns. Uh, and you were talking about a guy that was uh, diagnosing people's uh, problems. And uh, you, you made some pretty amazing claims. Of course, the skeptics out there would say that, you know, it's a bunch of poppycock, silly nonsense, uh, that, you know, this guy was a charlatan and, and a scam artist. But you were saying that he wasn't scamming people out of money? No, he would. In fact, any time that money or his finances were involved or, you know, somebody was trying to turn it into a business enterprise, things would just you know, would just start to fall apart. The the venture wouldn't go well. The funding wouldn't come through. You know, just disasters would start happening. It's kind of the the law of attraction idea that uh, I guess if his motives aren't pure, then he's not going to have as much success as when he's really just sort of following his passion. Is profit bad? I, I don't bad? really know how to describe it. Does, did Edgar Casey think that profit was bad? Uh, I don't think so. And he would actually, um, he worked with a couple individuals who who did the financing or the funding for uh, his uh, hospital that he wanted to set up, and that was kind of his his life lifetime accomplishment or life lifelong goal. Um, it's just when his it seemed to be the point the book made was when his the use of his powers. Or, or his abilities were directly used to uh, make a profit for somebody, that's when things would, would begin to break down. Hmm. Let's go to uh, Johnson. He's on the line here on uh, the other amp line. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live with Sam. Hey, I'm not actually really uh, on to talk about Edgar Casey, um, who received huge amounts of money and donations and has a... Um, has an entry over at the uh, James Randi uh, Educational Foundation Encyclopedia and on several skeptics' dictionaries. Um, what I'm actually on to talk about is just a, a, a little bit of a criticism, I guess, um, to Sam's documentary, which, Sam, I, I absolutely respect all uh, everything that you do on OTN, but I'm left with some questions about this most recent one, just because I feel like it's such a serious issue and... I just, after watching it, I feel like there's so much left open as to what sort of actual help these people are getting beyond uh, sort of subsistence level donations of food, where these people are then allowed, you know, they're still able to go out and afford cigarettes and alcohol, and they're not looking for jobs, and they don't have a plan, and it's obvious the one guy has almost moved to tears during your video um, that I, I'm left just wondering, you know, are obviously we don't, you know, as a, as a group of liberty activists, we don't want to send the message that we want the state to come in. I don't want the state to come in, and I don't want anybody to confuse my sort of questioning this to be indi- indicative of state support. What I'm wondering is, what are the private organizations doing? Uh, and I guess my criticism would be, are you going to continue and show what what those private organizations are doing to help these people to actually move on and, and get out of this depressing state in you're, their life? You're talking about, for those just tuning in, you're talking about a group of homeless people uh, living out in the woods uh, that the city is, is going after to try to throw them out of the, uh, the little shelter that they've built. Um, I think it's a good question. I mean, certainly people are bringing them free stuff. 
and they are drinking and smoking, so it, to, to some extent just giving them all those freebies is enabling that behavior. Your question, Johnson, is what else is being done to help these folks uh, move up in their lives? Is that right? Yeah, and I guess also my constructive criticism for Sam as, as a documentarian and as a journalist would be, you know, are you going to show that? Are you going to show, you know, how, how private – um, you know, how private enterprise can, can best the state because of its, the very nature of the fact that the state doesn't care and private enterprise does. You know, is there another chapter to this story? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I agree. I, I think the video really was uh, – what I try and do now when I go out is just let the story tell itself. If I am doing a voiceover or something, it's because I didn't capture – uh, you know, what was said or what, what was present. Really, I'm telling their story and not trying to put my uh, opinions or views as to what should be done into the, the mix there. And so I agree that what the private organizations are doing is absolutely wonderful. I mean, you look at the state, people think, oh, it takes care of people like this and helps them out. It, it wants these guys out of town because they're worried that, you know, as if the economy gets worse, there there could be, you know, 50 people out there. And can you imagine the, the quaint little town of Keene with its lovely white chapel and Central Square that has a, a uh, homeless uh, encampment right, you know, off of downtown? They, they, they would, it would just be this black spot on their beautiful little city. So they want to kick these people out and they just don't care where they go. Uh, the private organizations are in there giving them the basic things they need to survive, and you know, there's a the Chinese proverb that says, if you feed, you know, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day; teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And I think, to some extent, the uh, the charities and things are are feeding them for a day. And really, what they need to do is teach them to fish. How do we do that? Well, I think that's what where the video ends. Is really right. a lot of people see that. Uh, see Todd at the end saying that he has no plan. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He's he's surviving day to day, and I think that's the core issue that maybe the private charities and so forth should work to address. And I'm hoping. See, out, my okay. hope is, and, and maybe I'm inserting myself in here that as a liberty activist, I look at it and I go, "Well, what will people think?" And I don't want it to be like the topless protest or, or like the 420 activism where I go, you know, where I, I'm just trying to say, well, what are people going to think? We can't, we have to worry everything about what everyone's perceptions will be. But at the same time, I, I worry that with the way it's left, you look at it and you go, well, these people are, you know, not doing what they need to be doing and, and moving on with their lives and, and they're living this depressing existence. And what I'm hoping is that, I guess, I feel like you have a little bit of power here uh, as a journalist to maybe motivate some of these uh, private organizations by saying, hey, you know, you're, you're helping, but you're also enabling. Is there anything more that can be done? Or is there, you know, are there any other charities that might be inspired to do what exactly what you said, which is teach them to fish? Johnson, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Sam, your thoughts? And uh, Mark wanted to break in here, too. Sure. Um, well, first off, I need to throw in there, I actually bought him the beer that was in the video. Meg suggested I do that as kind of a 
gesture to let him know I'm not a threat. Yeah, that's a good way to get um, an interview, as far as I'm concerned. I thought that was good. Right, and I do think Johnson is inserting himself. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not the one for bums. I don't like people panhandling and bothering me in the streets and all that kind of thing. But as far as I'm concerned, if somebody's, uh, you know, camped out on somebody else's land who doesn't mind, and they're they're living their little existence there, and they're not bugging anyone, and people are giving them food and that kind of stuff, that's their business. Yeah. And if those people can be protected from the overreaching of the government uh, with their with their stupid regulations on you know how it is you can live and where you can live and where you can put a structure and all this other crap, then the rest of us have a chance of being protected too. So I, 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 I you know, I've just got to say that I, I, these guys, as far as I can tell, they're not doing anything wrong. If they steal something or they, um, they're not they, hurting any, yeah. hurting anybody. If they hurt somebody, then there's a problem. But if they're not, they're not. We're out of time on this one. Uh, you can see the videos over at freekeen.com or obscuredtruth.com. And Sam, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, Toby, thanks for coming in. Thanks a lot for having me. See you tomorrow online at freetalklive.com and on your local radio station. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.